So a recent study asked Americans, what are the words you would most like to hear? Uh, number one, not surprising, I love you. Number two, also not surprising, I forgive you. Number three, though, is going to be uh, of great interest here today. You know, in Pilgrim's Progress, there's a point in the story of John Bunyan. Again, he wrote this in prison in the 1600s. And there's two characters, Christian and Faithful. They have been arrested because of their faith. And now they're brought to trial. And listen to what happens in that story at that point when they're brought to trial. They brought forth for trial before their enemies, and one testified of faithful. I heard this man say Christianity and the customs of our town of vanity are completely opposite. Another said, I heard him say our religion is not. The judge directed his speech at faithful, you heretic, you traitor, you deserve no longer to live. Quite an extreme reaction from these individuals again, but uh, we'll see some of the context for that and what happens to Christian and faithful. But the people are furious because essentially they were not like them. You know, Raleigh Washington shared something after decades of trying to build relationships between people of different backgrounds. They might be of different ethnic backgrounds, different economic backgrounds, different generation backgrounds. He said the most helpful statement in bridge building in relationships is help me understand what it is like to be you. It'd be a great thing for grandparents to ask a, you know, a grandchild in this day and age, help me understand what it's like to be a teenager in today's world. You know, a great question to just come to that place to understand what others are, are facing and what their perspective is. Philippians 2.3 says, regard one another as more important than yourselves. Regard one another as more important than yourselves. Could you imagine what a world we'd live in if people applied that? The divisions, the angers, the fightings, the politics, all these things in our culture right now, the selfishness, the me, what I want. What about me and what I want to have without thought for others? And Paul says, here's how to live. Regard one another as more important than yourselves. You know, there's a recent poll of restaurant workers. These numbers from Business Insider, 8 in 10 of restaurant workers said they experienced, their words, hostile behavior from customers during the pandemic. And half said they were considering leaving their jobs. 4 in 10 of those leaving said it's because of customer hostility and harassment. Again, regard one another as more important than yourselves rather than this me, 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 and mine, mine, mine. In the city of vanity where Christian and faithful were taken captive and hostage and put in jail and beaten and now we're on trial, the people had no thought for them. They just didn't like that they were different and they're going to pay a price for that. You know, I've shared this before. You can't escape real psychology. You know, true psychology, that we all have the needs for certainty, variety, love, significance, growth, contribution. You know, there's psychology that's simply not true like much of what Freud taught. But real psychology, you can't escape. And understanding what other people need and how we can meet those needs or break those needs changes everything. And John Gottman has done more studies on marriage and divorce probably than anybody. And his research bears out something that he shares. If your marriage doesn't have this... If your office doesn't have this, if your parenting and child relationship doesn't have this, you have a toxic relationship that's not going to last. And so what did he find from psychology and working with countless people? 
He came up with the five to one ratio that is a non-negotiable. The five to one ratio that is crucial in relationships. What's a five to one relationship? A five to one ratio, it means this. For every negative word or interaction, there needs to be five words or acts of encouragement. Now think about spouses, and you can stop and measure this in your own marriage. For any negative comment, do you have five positive ones? It ought to be more like 20 to one as believers in Christ. When you criticize your child, do you make sure you have five or 10 or 20 words of encouragement to counteract that? If you're in an office and you bring that toxic nature there and you want to see it changed, Take a look at this ratio. Many offices are five negatives to one positive. But it's simple studies and research that bears it out. You want to have health, then it needs to be at a minimum. A five to one ratio is crucial in relationships. As Fredrickson said, people have a way of becoming what you encourage them to be, not what you nag them to be. Regard one another is more important than yourselves. Max Lucado said it like this, talking about grace that we all need. Grace washed the feet of the disciples. Grace invited Peter to climb out of the boat and walk on the sea. Grace invited the woman at the well to come and drink everlasting water. One way to regard others as more important than yourselves it is a simple way to pray for those that are sick. And you may not know the right words, but let me give some words to you and take and make this your own. This is from Dennis McDonald. He's prayed for many, many people in hospitals ill. And here's a way to regard others as more important than yourselves to begin to pray one for another. And what does he say? To just tell the person, I am, insert your name. So he says, I am Dennis and I'm here to pray for you and encourage you. God is greater than your sickness. God can heal your body. God will get you through this. And then here's the prayer. Lord, let your healing happen in this room. Satan, you must leave. You're a liar. Your words have no merit. This man or woman or child is bought by God. We pray in Jesus' name. Some of these I'll put on the Facebook page. So if you don't have time to write them down, you'll find them there. And we're going to close with some real prophetic words here that I really hope you'll take and print out, put on your mirror and just pay attention to it. Read it on a regular basis. But again, regard others as more important than yourselves. Back to the story. They're in court and the judge said to the jury, listen to who he's talking about here. Remember Pharaoh, servant to our prince. Our prince, who's the prince that the judge serves? He's got the wrong heroes here. Pharaoh, he says, who served our prince, the prince of darkness, who he's talking about, who declared that males of their kind should be thrown into the river. Remember Nebuchadnezzar the Great, another of the prince's servants, who said whoever would not worship the golden image should be thrown to the fiery furnace. And Darius that who called on any god but the king should be cast to the lion's den. Just as then, this man deserves to die. The crowd with sword and stones then brought faithful to an end. You gotta remember that Bunyan knew of what he wrote. He experienced this, this persecution for his faith, this beating for his faith, this jail time for his faith, 12 years. Surely he had in words it, these words in mind from John 15, if the world hates you, understand it hated me first. If you were of the world, it would love you as its own. 
Instead, the world hates you because you are not of the world, but I've chosen you out of the world. The prince of the world lies and steals and kills, but darkness can't not overcome the light. That's why we need to be sure that we don't live a Sunday faith, but a day-to-day faith where we let our light so shine that others can see the glory of God through us. Love this word from Max Lucado, though, for those who take joy in their destructive life. Let all proud people of the world be cautioned. God will correct you. The heroes there that were mentioned by the judge, Pharaoh, Nebuchadnezzar, Darius, they were all brought to an end because they were reaping and sowing. So going back to the study, what are the words Americans would most like to hear? One, I love you. Two, I forgive you. Number three is of interest. Number three is supper's ready. As Max Lucado says, those three phrases summarize the message of Jesus. He came with love, grace, and a dinner invitation. As Revelation declares, blessed are those invited to the wedding supper of the Lamb. Supper is ready to know somebody's invited you, invited me. It means so much in this world to think I was so on somebody's mind that they made something for me and gave me an invitation to come and sit and enjoy this relationship. Romans 15.4 gives us things that each of us can do on a daily basis. The scriptures were written to teach, encourage, and give us hope to teach, to encourage, to give hope. Three things each of us can do to teach the truth about Christ, to bring encouragement to people's lives, and to bring hope through the eternal promise of what Jesus says, that we are more than overcomers in him. Each of us can teach others the truth about Jesus, be a person that encourages rather than tears down. Each of us can bring hope by our own experience of life in Christ. Give an amazing example of that from Brian Reed, 2003, serving in Baghdad, Iraq. He was on patrol with other soldiers. They saw in this one building in front, there were three wise men made of iron. And they recognized them and said, that's a nativity scene. So we know who's in that building. So they they go into this building and there's Coptic Christians there. And the people smile and welcome them in, even though they don't speak the same language. They recognize they were singing hymns. They recognize that they were praying. And then the Coptic Christians brought out bread and cup, and they had communion. And then they led them through the sanctuary. Out back, there was a large wooden cross. And there they smiled, embraced, and had a closing prayer. And Brian Reed says, of that day, Jesus was there. He showed up in the very place some of us were ready for the Air Force to blow off the face of the earth. God spoke to me that evening, celebrating the Lord's Supper and remembering Jesus' sacrifice for our sins was the most important wall destroyer we could have experienced. Regard others as more important than yourselves. 
you know, the story in Pilgrim's Progress, it, it takes a, a dark turn that faithful is now martyred for his faith. Christian is rescued out of the jail by, by angels, and so he's set free. But again, Bunyan lost friends. He knew those who were martyred, and he had his own challenge, 12 years in prison. But listen to how he writes about faithful. This is why you and I can teach to encourage to have hope and share those very things. Here's Bunyan's words. Thus came faithful to his end. Now I saw behind the multitude a chariot and a couple horses waiting for faithful. As soon as the adversaries had dispatched him, he was taken up. He was straightway carried up through the clouds with the sound of trumpets, the nearest way to the celestial gate. That's what it is to, to walk in faith and to have that eternal hope. We're in a world right now so divided and anxious and fear and so many things that uh, people are contradicting what is true in Christ. What if we begin to regard others as more important than ourselves? To teach, to have hope, to encourage Amazing thing here. Max Lucado shared about an interview. Almost a, a superhuman moment. There was a brother and his mom. And his two brothers, her other two sons. They were killed by ISIS terrorists. And as they do, they record when they martyr somebody. These two brothers were martyred for their faith. And so a reporter was interviewing the third brother. And here's the interchange. Reporter says, tell me about your feelings regarding the loss of your two brothers. The third brother replied, ISIS helped us strengthen our faith. I thank ISIS because they recorded the torture of my brothers. My brothers screamed, declaring their faith. Reporter, what would your mother do if she saw the ISIS member who killed her sons? The third brother replied, she said she would invite him home because he helped us enter the kingdom of heaven. These were my mother's words. The scriptures were written to teach and encourage by giving us hope. And we're called to live a life that is counter to the world. That's what happened to faithful and Christian. It wasn't easy. It wasn't convenient. It cost faithful his life. And people didn't understand and they accused him of being the person in the wrong. And the religious people called him a heretic because he wasn't like them. Jesus has called us out of the world. For many in the world, they give credence and they, in a sense, they pay attention to the prince of this world to give heed to his direction. But all he does is steal and kill and lie from the beginning. 
When the blind lead the blind, where should they go? Jesus says they both fall into a pit. That's why, again, it's enough time to come to an end of the, the Sunday faith where people, for an hour, you know, they give credence to their Christian life and go out and live any way they want the rest of the week. We need to be living daily in Christ and His light to so shine through us. People see His light and He be glorified. So let me close here. Words from Denilyn Lucado. She shared this with a friend who was going through a real struggle. The words were so prophetic that they've been published. So take these words to heart and it's too much to write down. So again, I'll post it on the Facebook page and I hope you'll take it and print it and post it somewhere so you can read it on a regular basis. But take these words and take them as a personal word to you. And I'll take them as a personal word to me. Whether you're going through a mountaintop experience or a valley experience, it doesn't matter. All the same, let these words of promise and hope speak into your life, no matter what you're facing. And maybe you take this and print it out and share it with somebody else also going through a struggle. Because again, it's a way to live in a way that says I make others more important than myself. And I want to live in relationships where it's at least that five to one positive ratio. So here's the words, again, written to a hurting friend. Jesus can move mountains, so he can and will act on your behalf. He loves you, so receive his love and his power. Quit doubting the king of kings and teacher of all teachers. Believe in him and step into the resurrection power that is already yours in Christ Jesus. He is who he says he is. Believe him. The Lord exposes our weaknesses so we'll come to him and find our rest and hope in him. He wants you to come to him and stop imagining terrible scenarios. Has he not brought you this far? That's the creator of the ends of the earth in your court, on your side. He is for you, not against you. Trust in Him. Worship Him. Take your position in praise and prayer, and He will set ambushes for the enemy. So as we close this morning, stepping into the new year, all possibilities before us, Just walk in a way we are found faithful in Christ. The one who's chosen us out of the world to live in Him. With the same hope that Bunyan had. Thus came faithful to His end. Now I saw behind the multitude a chariot and a couple horses waiting for faithful. As soon as the adversaries has dispatched him, he was taken up. Straightway was carried up through the clouds with the sound of trumpet. The nearest way to the celestial gate. Because grace has overcome all our sin.